0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is you listen to this podcast. Welcome back to the Becoming JLS 1 podcast. This is your host, Jalen Sanders, and I'm super excited for episode number eight. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Jordan Jenkins, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, a uh, current student at Georgetown. I'm super proud of her to see what she's accomplishing like I said, for anybody that really knows me, anybody that I really introduce on this podcast, holds I hold near and dear to my heart because they are very well accomplished in their own respects. They are very, you know, that they make an impact on everybody around them. And so um, Jordan and I met roughly two years ago at the Miami Summer Scholars Program. And from there, you know, our mindsets definitely clicked. And, you know, I'm, I'm really big on mindsets and just to kind of see Jordan's growth from that program to following her journey to what she's doing now with her Make A Kid Married nonprofit, which we will definitely discuss today to, you know, her journey in college and also navigating this time, you know, with COVID and just just maneuvering socially. And, you know, she's very calculated. She's very methodical with everything she does. That's something that I always admire. We actually hosted an event, um, I think last year uh, in the midst of the pandemic for high schoolers that were looking for scholarship help. That was, you know, kind of lost and misguided when it came to college. And so, you know, that was one of our first events that we've done. You know, it was a lot of quality time put into it. And I can definitely see that she continues to carry that quality with everything that she does. So uh, without further ado, Miss Jordan Jenkins. Miss Jordan, the mic is yours. Please introduce yourself, who you are. And we'll jump right into things today.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Very excited to be here today. Uh, thank you, my brother, Jalen, for having, having me on the show. Um, yeah, so my name is Jordan. As you said, I'm a student at Georgetown. I'm uh, majoring in government. I hope to become a criminal defense attorney one day. I'm passionate about uh, law and the legal studies. And um, we'll get into a little more of this later, but I I also um, co-founded an organization called uh, Make a Kid Marry, where we sponsor kids in my hometown city. And um, a lot of, you know, what I do is based on my whole idea of leadership. Um, You know, I think I was kind of born to be a leader in a way. I'm a big sis to six now um so I kind of kind of had to step up and, and fill that role and I, actually a funny story I remember when we met at Miami um I, I remember I admired you just from the very beginning because everybody was like at Miami we are partying we we're having fun and I remember you were still having meetings your uh, your nonprofit partner was was coming to campus and he was like meeting with you and mm-hmm. you were talking about your preparation getting your realtor's license as soon as you turned 18 and um I just had a funny story about two days ago, my little brother, he just turned 10. And uh, he told me, he he said, he said, do you know what I want to be when I grow up? And I'm like, a basketball player, duh. It's like every kid's dream. Uh-huh. And uh, he was like, no, he was like, I want to be a realtor. So it was just a funny little transaction. I, I told him, I was like, yeah, one of my friends, he actually, he studied.
0: It's dope, dope, dope. So I mean, a lot about like leadership. I know that you're a proven leader. I can see that, you know, marked all over your social media and definitely your impact in the community. Now, what would you say, you know, what would you attribute your leadership abilities to?
1: I would say, uh, definitely kinda what I said, like my my siblings for sure. I would say um they're kind of that the biggest motivator. I think uh obviously I was raised by a single mom. So I think very early on I had to step up. I had to um, you know, be be very careful with my agenda, you know, after school, you know, I was babysitting my siblings, I was kind of juggling a lot of things. Um, so I would say I would say it kinda started with my siblings and then um Throughout high school, it definitely developed some more. Um, And I I think with leadership, I think it's never like a a clear path. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously you go through those ups and downs and you've probably felt this yourself. You have those days where you're like, man, I don't want to be a leader today. You know, I want to stay in bed. I don't I don't want to wake up. I don't I don't want to do this meeting. I don't want to, you know, whatever. Um, So it's definitely not like something where you just get to this point and you're like, I'm the best leader in the world. But, um, you know, it's ongoing. You know, you're forever learning and growing.
0: Absolutely. I think leadership is is not defined. You know, there is no definite definition to say, hey, this is exactly what leadership is. I think it has an an evolving definition because I think it varies from person to person. And something I admire about you as a leader, and I think that, you know, we're similar in this aspect of leadership, is, you know, we were fortunate enough to be provided certain opportunities, certain resources, and we've reaped the benefits And reaching back into our own communities to you know, help certain students or help certain kids to 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 be afforded those same resources and opportunities. Now, you know, to kind of jump into your Make a Kid Merry Foundation, I know you do a lot with that, and you know, you're very uh, passionate about giving back. Uh, you know, to to the uh, organization. So, can you walk us a little bit through how it started and you know where where it's it's going in the next year?
1: Yeah. So a little bit about how it started. My best friend from high school texted me one day, and she said, "Hey." Um, I think she said that she had like some extra shoes or something like that. And she was like, you know, I want to take the shoes and go out, buy some other stuff and, um, help, help provide gifts to like five kids. So that was like her big goal, was, like five kids. Um, from there, it really took off. And, you know, we were like, Hey, you know, we can only make so much of an impact. You know, we only have so much money in our own pockets, but what we can do is empower other people to make an impact as well. So uh, that's where the idea kind of started from. And we said, you know, how about we start an organization where, um, you know, we're kind of the middleman. um, And we're basically connecting people who want to serve to, um, you know, people who may need that service. Uh, So from there, it kind of took off. And I believe we sponsored 50 kids uh, for Christmas. So we took her five and and turned it into 50.
0: That's awesome. That's really awesome. And how are you looking to I know before we hop on the podcast, we were discussing growing the organization, definitely building a board. So, how was how that going so far?
1: Yeah, that's going pretty well. We're um, towards, the end, uh, towards the end of our interviews now. Um, I think our last interview is like on Sunday. So, we'll have our board. And, um, you know, me and uh, my co founder, Skylar, we talk all the time and we're like, you know, we feel like we've been doing pretty good so far. You know, now we're adding eight more people onto our team. So, whatever we've been doing, we're going to times that by eight. Um, And then, you know, from there we have so many ideas of how we want to grow a lot of the board members are from all over so you know Logan that was actually she did the summer program Um, she's actually going to be on the board, Um, then we have people from New York and Alabama um, Akron Ohio Um, so you know our our long term vision is to um, hopefully. Make make a kid marry something that's not just a Cincinnati local organization, but almost like have chapters um, across the United States. Right. You know, as the board members kind of work with us, um, they'll kind of start to pick up on how the system works, and you know, our, our goal is for um, all the members to be able to take it back to like their own college, their own hometown, and kind of implement the same thing, so that you know, kids are being sponsored all across the states.
0: For sure, and I think that you know, as a business leader as, you know, I think with Make a Kid it's kind of similar to Next Level in an aspect with, I guess, from our perspective, as is our baby. This is something we've seen. We want to see it grow. And I think that the hardest part sometimes of working alongside people is they don't understand that same drive. They don't have that same vision as you. And that's something I'm I'm struggling with right now because, you know, I want to bring more people into the company. I want to bring more people on, on board because it can maximize our impact. But at the same time, not everyone understands where I want this thing to go. They don't have the same level of care and love. So how would you say that you, um, you know, moving forward, how, what kind of conversation or what can be said or done to ensure that these people that are coming onto the board understand, you know, this is to be taken serious?
1: Yeah, definitely. That is something. It's crazy you say that because I, I struggle with that a lot. I'm not gonna lie. And I think, you know, people like us, um, like you said, we're very protective over, you know, what we create and we we go into things. We already have a very detailed image of how we want it to come out. And so if anything doesn't match up exactly to that image in our books, you know, it's not it's not perfect. Um, so it's difficult. It really is, but I think that for me, what I do is I continue to remind myself that you know, I'm only one person, you know, and me and my co-founder, we're two people. Our, again, our impact can only go so far. And so at a certain point, you have to, you know, let that baby start to grow up and, and walk. And, um, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. You have to let those other people come in and, and, and you know, help, help build that village. Otherwise it's, you know, gonna always stay that tiny little organization or that tiny little idea um, that, that, you know, you had. So for me, it's just looking at that future Um, You know, and and again, you said what conversations, I think being very clear early on, what your intentions, what your goals are with the organization. And um, I also think being a little aggressive with that, too. You know, uh, when we're going through our interviews, we are aggressive with the type of people that we're looking for because we know it's our baby. Um, We are very aggressive with making our mission heard and known, you know, from the start. I think I think that's all very important.
0: Absolutely. I think sometimes, too, when especially when bringing Friends in, I think mixing friends and business is always kind of a a no-go, at least for me, Um, you know, because those those hard conversations have to be had. And I always like to preface it with, hey, you know, if you can't complete this task or we can't separate the friendship from the business, no hard feelings, but hey, let's just keep it separate, you know? And I actually put out a video today for um, a motivational video, which I do almost every day for those that follow me on social media. And it was just for the young entrepreneurs, for the aspiring uh, business leaders, Uh, for anybody that's looking to market themselves or market, you know, a product or a service, it was, I put out the video today discussing the importance of selling yourself before you can sell a product or service. And sometimes building that online presence or building that presence physically that people know, you know, behind this company is a very driven individual. Behind this company is a person that cares deeply about family or about self-improvement. And the proof is in the pudding, you know, it's, it's in the body of your work. So before, you know, make a kid mary came around how would you say that you've developed a name for yourself so people can say hey you know this is jordan i know her quality of work so this is why i want to invest into her
1: definitely i think a lot of that uh came from high school obviously we're both fresh out (laughs) but um yeah just being very active um service wise i know like you said really building a name for yourself um we very first we we both graduated from the same high school so my co-founder and i one of the first things we did is we reached out to um, one of the service organizers at our school, and um, we, we're just trying to get some help and some mentorship from our school, and they've been great, you know, faculty, students, and it, it again, it is because they know us. It is because um, we've kind of built that brand and established, you know, working in other organizations. Um, we we co-led an organization called Arm Leader Chapel together in high school, which was um, just planning devotion, devotions for kids. Um, but yeah, I think just establishing, um, you know, and showing that hard work. And then from there, people trust you. You know, they want to invest in you, like you said. Right. And sometimes it does become more about people investing in you than even in the business itself, um, which is a pretty cool thing just to see that people believe in you so much.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, on gets guess more on a, on a social level, um, you know, what do you look for in number one, friends, but then number two, you know, if you have a friend that, kind of has those qualities that you look for in someone that you want to you know lead a an event uh with or you know start an organization like this so what are some of those qualities
1: um i definitely think one of the most important things and you kind of touched on this too is someone that's able to set boundaries um you know we actually we have a few friends that apply to be on the board and one of the first things that we asked each other is can this person set boundaries you know are they able to have that middle ground between work and fun or are we gonna be at the meeting and they're you know telling us about last night's gossip or whatever. Um, so I, I think someone that's able to establish boundaries, um, obviously someone that's hardworking, that's passionate and someone that's in it for um, a similar reason to yours. And I think that it does help um, for those people who have experienced the same cause that they're supporting um, because you know I, I've been told all the time and I actually learned this the hard way myself is that um, passion is not enough it actually takes consistency and dedication as well. Right. At time, sometimes it feels like your passion is burning out. And um, I've always been passionate about service. My senior year of high school, I joined the, um, our service leadership board and I learned very quickly. I was like, oh, it's a little bit harder than I expected. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, nobody really thinks about all the, the details that go behind planning those service events and those outings. Um, so, you know, someone, someone like that as well that's just going to realize that, you know, it's the one thing to say, hey, you know, that's a cool organization. I like what you guys are doing. It's a completely different thing to actually get behind it, you know, get down and dirty and really be planning and, and paying attention to all the details.
0: Absolutely. And I know Make It Get Married has definitely been keeping you busy. And, you know, I guess on the flip side of things, outside of running the organization, we have a whole other entity to worry about now, which is college. I know college is a way different speed than it was for high school. So overall, how has your transition been to college so far?
1: Uh, and complete transparency it was it was pretty rough at first and I feel like I didn't really know how to how to balance this zoom life and and it was weird just because I don't know if you felt like this but to me everything felt so optional because it was yeah. online it was like you know I was waking up in the mornings and I was like should I go to class today and I've never been that type of kid you know I'm always at school present um but you know with college and I actually listening to you and uh bezs podcast I believe one of you guys mentioned this that um there's just a lot more independence. And so you really have to figure out the type of person you are and you have to figure out that self-motivation because there's no teachers down your throat. Right. You know, your parents aren't necessarily down your throat. So if you're going to do something, you're going to do it because you want to. Um, so I think that's something I had to learn very early on. It's just, you know, I got to be out here. I got to do it myself. I got to wake up in the morning. I have to tell myself to go to classes. Um, and, you know, there's really no one else that's going to be there doing it for you.
0: Yeah, it's all about the discipline. I think the older we get, um, I know as kids, we would aspire to be, oh, I can't wait to get older to be able to go do this and do that, that freedom independence. But I learned the older you get, the more responsibilities, the more obligations you have. And so sometimes that, that load of responsibility that gets thrown over you can either make or break a person.
1: Exactly. And that's
0: why, you know, I always emphasize the importance of having routines and setting goals, because that's building that discipline for you. And I know sometimes when I'm right with you, like, dang, it's eight o'clock class. If I had a long night, you know, the night before, I'm like, dang, do I really want to wake up? -hmm. You know, just kind of keeping back in my head, this college is number one, a sacrifice for everybody, you know, for parents that are paying, you know, on the back end with us putting in work for scholarships. So it's expensive. It's expensive. It's a sacrifice on everybody's end. So that was kind of always one thing in my head. But also, number two is um, something I had to learn that was definitely tough in college is staying proactive rather than reactive. Yeah. Because sometimes in them deadlines, just push up on you real quick. A lot (laughs) expected. And I learned at college, man, every grade matters. There's no playing catch up. There's no homework to kind of buffer a bad quiz grade. You know, you have a couple grades here and you're done. And so that's probably the, the toughest college lesson I had to learn so far. But yeah, like, like what you said, man, it's it's the discipline is just crazy. You have to be really disciplined. Um, Was it a shock to you at first? Like when you kind of got out on your own, like you just, you're living, you're living, you know, for you, you're in a whole nother state, you're in D.C., um, which is kind of, you know, a little, little ways away from Ohio. So how did you how did you manage that?
1: Uh, it was definitely weird at first. It, it's kind of like that freedom that's like, uh, it's, it's invigorating a little bit, but then you're also like, you know, am I ready for this? <laughs> but um, I don't know, it, it was weird, you know, from that social aspect, um, you have to adjust as well because, you know, a lot of people aren't, you're not texting your mom every single minute like, hey, can I go do this? Can I go do that? Um, you know, so you definitely have to adjust to that. Um, But then on top of that, like you said, just um, being out there by yourself, really, you know, you got to handle your own stuff. Um, I'm actually, I'm going back out to D.C. for a summer program. And the way they set it up is there's kind of like a two week dead period. So we had to move out two weeks, which I'm I'm back home now for those two weeks, and then we can move back in. So um, I kind of just had to figure out. How am I going to move all my stuff out? You know, I mean, how am I going to get back home? Am I going to drive back home? Am I going to fly back home? You yep. know, you're booking your own flights now. Um, you know, what am I doing about storage? I had to go out and look at a storage unit and that made me feel like an old head. It's like, I'm going out <laughs> and I'm like buying storage units and stuff. But I'm de- definitely just, just adjusting to that. It, it's weird, but I, I think pretty quickly um, you get used to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think probably the hardest part for me even though I was only like an hour and a half away from home, which originally when I, when I planned on going to college, I'm like, this is this is way too close. This is way too close. But I found myself being home every other week in my first semester. The second semester, I definitely kind of tightened up and stayed in Miami a lot more. There's nothing wrong with it, but I kind of you know missed home. But um, you know, I think probably the toughest part for me like as an adult in college is like managing my funds. Things that raked up so quickly. My obsession for food is just, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. And I look back at my statements and just thinking, all right, food here, this food here, this food here, and just having to cut back. And I think that, you know, outside of kind of telling this funny story about food, self reflection is incredibly important. And, you know, as we're discussing this here, like, okay, what went right, what went wrong our first semester, we know how to move and operate, you know, moving forward. So Jordan, you're going back a lot, quick sooner to college than I am. So taking those lessons you learned from first and second semester of um, your refreshment year, what would you say, how are you going to maneuver and operate differently, you know, within the next couple of weeks?
1: Uh, I definitely think the, the very first thing that you just hit on is, is budgeting. You know, I put myself in a, in a big hole getting to college and you don't really realize that stuff until after the fact and you're looking back and you're like, dang, I've spent a lot of money but, you know, I know you're probably familiar with this. Miami is expensive. Um, D.C. is expensive, and I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, so for me, you know, those prices were just um, a a lot heftier, but, um, you know, I think, you know, when it comes to budgeting, I think one thing that's important for college students is to realize that, um, you know, move on your own time frame, Um, and I think one thing I kind of got caught up in is the the FOMO the fear of missing out and you know when your friends are going out to eat you always want to go out to eat with them and you know when they're doing this you want to do that and you know sometimes you end up spending money that you didn't need to spend you know going over budget or you end up pushing off uh, an assignment that you should have done um you know so I I think I think that's something that I'm definitely going to take into account a little bit more as I start to um kind of just look at myself like you said um introspect and and figure out what I need to do better is definitely um, budgeting and then also just um, you know kind of being my own person a little bit more and not being so scared of that that fear of missing out
0: correct now when you have these conversations with yourself and you're looking back and reflecting how honest with you are you with with yourself are you
1: I'm I'm very honest that that's one thing about myself is that I'm pretty honest with myself and I'll I'll beat myself up over some stuff I feel like I did Mm -hmm. wrong
0: I find it so funny. So, my mom and I, we have this thing now where um whenever she brings up a point, maybe something I did wrong, she'll just say 10%. And I apparently have this tendency to, I guess, speaking of legal terms, George, you want to be a criminal defense attorney, the whole reasonable <laughs> doubt. She said, if you feel like you're 10% right, if anything, you're going to stretch that and make it 100%. You're trying to create some reasonable doubt. And I'm, of course, I'm denying that right off the bat. But as I look back, like I'm sitting here looking through my accounts, like, dang, did I have to buy this? But here I am trying to justify why I had to do this. And so that's something I'm definitely working on is being more honest with myself to figure out where I went wrong instead of then like, you know, trying to justify it to say, hey, well, I did this because it's like, you know, call a spade a spade. And I think that's definitely for anybody listening, whether it be for college, whether it be in school, whether it be in life, you know, being able to have that honest conversation with yourself to figure out where you went wrong, because that can kind of help you to evolve into a better individual moving forward. And, you know, I think that sometimes, even with myself, I, I use it as a crutch. And it, it's, it's, it's essentially, it's holding me back. And I realized that, you know, I had a conversation with myself last night. I woke up in a much better mood today. Uh, of course, just thanking God for being able to see another day, but also for me to be able to learn, for me to constantly be able to learn. I think life, there's no one on this planet that's just like learned everything. You know, you're a student constantly. And so, um, you know, outside of the academic world, being a student is very, very important. And I guess to kind of bring things to a close, Jordan, what would you kind of maybe three quick tips for high school seniors now going into college? What are three quick tips you would give them?
1: Uh, the first one we hit on this is the discipline. Um, start disciplining yourself now. Again, um, you know, your teachers, your parents, they're not going to be down in your throat. So start disciplining yourself now so that when you're prepared, you don't get smacked in the face because you're surprised. Mm-hmm. Um. The second one is, I would say, again, budgeting. You know, if you don't already have a budget or if you're used to your parents giving you a lot of money and stuff like that, try to, you know, start figuring stuff out on your own because um, college is very expensive. You know, obviously there's a the tuition and books and stuff, but a lot of the stuff that people don't talk about is when you got to go wash your clothes and when you you want to go out to eat and, you know, all of that. So, so start being really careful and wise with your money. Um, and then the third one I would say is know who you are as an individual now. You know, and even if that means sitting down and, and taking notes and saying, you know, he, these are my favorite qualities about myself, you know, these are qualities that I never want to to leave and, you know, these are my least favorite qualities. These are qualities that I want to improve. However you go about doing that, make sure that you do that now. My My cousin gave me this advice. He's a year above me. He gave me this advice before I went to college and I didn't listen. But just make sure you know who you are, because when you go to college, sometimes there is a hard time adjusting socially. Sometimes, you know, you do... You know get caught up in the wrong crowd or you know you have a hard time figuring out who you are and so it's really important that you know who you are now so that you don't get caught up in the wrong activities or just get caught up trying to be someone that you're not you know trying to impress other people or something like that just stay stay to stay to who you are
0: awesome those are great gems i'm sitting there wrote them down discipline yourself budget, and know who you are three big things i need to take into account for myself as well moving forward but jordan i definitely appreciate you coming on to today's show you know, I hope everyone listening has definitely learned a lot because I am i learned a lot as well. And it's always great to have these, you know, intellectual conversations. Um, This is a real conversation that you and I have, you know, when we do speak. So, you know, this is just not for the microphone, but, you know, these type of relationships that you don't have to talk every day. But when you do, it's it's powerful. It's uplifting. It's motivating. You know, I'm learning from you. You're learning from me. Hopefully, <laughs> but, um, you know, this is, just, this is just great. So I really appreciate you coming on. And, thank you for having me no problem so for anybody that's listening thank you guys for tuning into episode number eight of becoming jls one podcast i hope you guys have had your notepads or if not I hope you guys are rewinding this and writing things down and listening and really ingraining this into your mind so um once again thank you jordan Jenkins for joining us today and for those that are listening stay hungry stay humble stay focused man all that good stuff i love you guys thank you for the support and i'll see you guys next time